0: Hit record, John! Sweet. Recording away. So, I'm, I mean, I've been displaced because it's Penelope's birthday, so she's 14, and they're all having cake downstairs, so I've had to do this in my bedroom.
1: Oh, you've been sent out the
0: way. You're not allowed in. Nope. I can't, I can't really send them out, so I have to move, which is a better one.
1: I'm, I'm not stopping you from getting birthday cake, am I? No, no, I've had the birthday cake. We oh. had key lime pie. This is the Sheer Isolation Podcast. It's presented by Kieran Moore and John Ponting. Welcome one and all again. Thank you for listening to us. You are tuned in to the Sheer Isolation Podcast uh, with myself, John Ponting, and my friend Kieran Moore over there in, uh, in Trowbridge. How are we doing, Kieran? I'm very good. How are you, John? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy, which is unusual for me. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> You're never miserable, John. So people tell me, yes. Yeah, well, we'll go with that. <laughs> For people who have not joined us or listened to us before, uh, the Sheer Isolation podcast uh, is designed to promote and encourage local music across the Southwest. Every week we have a guest on who's uh, connected in some way either to the local music scene or through Kieran's massive file of contacts that he has thousands and thousands of contacts in his phone or Rolodex, whatever he uses. I like to think you've got, you're a Rolodex man. <laughs> I, I
0: like... definitely am a Rolodex man. The thing is, right, so, let's just say there's a power cut, yeah, and you lose your computer and your hard drive gets corrupted and dies. Ha-ha, <laughs> <laughs> joke's on you, because I've got my paper
1: manual. I just whip out my card. And there it is. So, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> what are we are going to do now? I mean, we're, we're going back to an interview that we recorded a little while ago with Bristol music celebrity Big Jeff we We kind of recorded it as a, a double parter, and we we keep meaning to put out the second part, and other things have kind of got in the way and we 've had other guests come along and we just thought we 'll we'll have big Jeff next week we 'll do it next. so this week is the week we 're going to go back to the second part of the big jeff interview he
0: just, He just gave us so much content didn 't he He was just wonderful to listen to and talk to
1: and uh, for people who aren 't familiar with with big jeff he is um well he's big and his name's Jeff and he's in Bristol um, He's, and he's he a attends- stalwart of the Bristol scene
0: Everybody in Bristol knows Big Jeff You haven't made it until Big Jeff has been to one
1: of your shows Well not just um, Bristol, international acts who play in Bristol expect to see him That, that is how you yeah. know you're, you've made it when Big Jeff turns up at your gig
0: Beans on Toast wrote a song about it,
1: you know, everyone knows Big Jeff so yeah, that, That's coming up later on in the show What a week it's been John well, I was I was going to say that the week started off like very optimistic with I was looking on various <laughs> venues websites and, and there's all kinds of gigs appearing places like Level 3 in Swindon and uh, Cheese and Graham and Froom. They're all getting the venues back up, up and running, getting some live music in. And now we've got this new six person limit. How, how does that apply to venues? Uh, the,
0: the good news is it shouldn't actually affect venues. Uh, if you did your COVID risk assessments, et cetera, you have a capacity. In theory, you should have been enforcing the social distancing and bubbles. So I believe that this this rule of six that the government have in- announced really is more of a case of applying it to places like restaurants and outside parks, et cetera. And the police will be enforcing it. So in theory, if you buy a ticket to the Dakota in Bristol, for example, you're gonna be forced to sit in your bubble anyway, so it shouldn't affect you. So with any luck, they can also go ahead. More sad news, Milk Teeth have called it a day. They've split up. They were they were local, weren't they? Because they were originally from Stroud as musicians and then they relocated to Bristol. So they're a proper Southwest this area band. They got signed to a major label. They signed to Roadrunner, didn't they? Um, they had, you know, really high profile tours and album releases and they were on TV and I had no idea that this was coming. So I'm really sad to hear that they've split up too.
1: Um, There's no reason for why they
0: split up. Uh, no, I, I think they've just called it a day. I don't know the exact end and But that's our first song this week. We've chosen a Milk Teeth song to celebrate Milk Teeth because they were Southwest fans who, did, who managed to escape out of this area and get bigger, bigger than the Southwest. Go International. So I was really proud to to put them on, and I thought they were a great band as well.
1: There is nowhere bigger than the Southwest, Kieran. We are the world.
0: (laughs) We have our own flag and everything.
1: Uh, So, yeah, we've picked uh, the track Better. Better, yes. I chose this
0: track because... It's not too rawr for the radio. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, it's, it's one of the latter end songs towards the end of their career. So it, it's all the, it's a really sort of focused two and a half minutes of power pop rock. Um, to me, it's a really good song. So I really enjoyed it. So this is Milk Teeth.
1: Track is better by uh, local band Milk Teeth, who have uh, sadly announced in the last week that they are to be no more. They are to be, they're no longer local bands. They're, they're an ex local band, they're a local ex band. They're an ex band an ex-band in total now. So <laughs> 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 they went from small uh, beginnings in Stroud into Bristol, Humble and then beginnings. Gone
0: to to big big acclaim and international ex- exposure and i should imagine that that was a bit of a dream for them they toured with some huge bands like enter shikari they played some amazing venues and they have some great records in their catalogue now perhaps it was just it was their time mm. you know all bands last
1: forever it was their time so it would be weird if bands did last forever and you'd yeah. just nothing new would come along It is time for us to hand over to our interview. Now, as we said earlier on in the show, we're we're doing the second of a two-parter, which we recorded a little while ago with uh, Bristol. I want to say celebrity, but he he wouldn't call himself that, but uh, Bristol's music fan, Big Jeff. He is. He's a local celebrity, local celebrity. He's very humble for
0: it, though. He is very humble for it. And I I want to be as humble as him once I've been doing music as long as he has. (laughs) He's not that much older than me, actually. I I was
1: just thinking, no, we're about the same age, right? Because obviously you go to so many
0: gigs you must have seen so many bands on that circuit when they first hit the UK before they get massive is there anyone particularly that stands out for you that you can think of offhand
2: yeah Fleet Foxes and Beach House did a co-headline show at the Louis wow that was special that I was bet. literally like one of those kind of like this little coming like, touch paper sort of thing yeah um I saw Muse back in 1998 supporting Kay at the Gloucester Guildhall. I've always had the thing where I've seen certain acts and I've got a a stomach, like had a stomach reaction. I had, you know, like an instinct that they were going to be big sort of thing. I mean, even going back to my first ever gig, which was East 17 in Newport Quent Stadium. No way. Yeah, it, it was great. It was like... We were headlining like a boy band all day, It's was like a GWR Festival. Friday was a rock day, Saturday was like the boy band, kind of pop day, sort of thing. Yeah, it was E17 headlining with Michelle Gale, um, Pate Banton. Oh, crazy. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is how 90s it was. This was 1994 when I was 11 years old. Um, <laughs> Amazing. Craig McLaughlin, Craig McLaughlin, he used to be Henry Mangle in Neighbours. <laughs> but, but lower down the bill, was Peter Andre? No, and the Backstreet Boys? No, before they released um, uh, "Mysterious Girl." Yeah, before he released "Mysterious Girl," a <laughs> long time before that, and then also before Backstreet Boys broke through as well. I mean, people forget about like how hard some of these acts did actually work. Of course, we I mean, laugh at it, but then like Backstreet Boys now, you just look at how like they fill out stadiums. Yeah, they and go, and go
0: from
1: a performance to an interview to an interview to an interview to, an interview, to a performance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How, um, how do you remember twenty years worth of gigs? Considering you go to a gig pretty much every night, how how does it all fit in your brain, or do you write it down?
2: Well, the stuff which, which really sticks for me is the stuff which is, is, is me, which has moved me in certain ways. So, whether it's like going to see like my first rock gig. Which was Skunk and Antie at Ashton Court Festival in nineteen ninety five. Which I inadvertently went to because of, like I was supposed to be meeting up with my mum and my sister who was to, who were, like kinda of driving me back home because I lived in the middle of Gloucestershire at the time. But, yeah, they went too impressed so I managed to get lost and found myself kinda of in the audience watching Skunk and Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it's it like the car I'd drive home. It was basically like like both of them suddenly drawing bags at me. Whilst I was like She had a powerful voice, didn't she, Mum? She had a powerful voice, didn't she, Mum? For like 45 minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I I swear to God, there is a book in you. There is a book that people would love to read about the things that you've seen and done.
2: (laughs) Some of the things which I have experienced and some of the things which which have been brilliant and some of the things which I have experienced which have been, quite frankly, awful. Macaulay Tolkien's Pizza Underground.
0: Oh, they played The Fleece, didn't they? No, yeah, they played Decla. Decla Or Dr. Duck. Wow. And it was... It was I had awful. a friend who went to that and said it was terrible. Yeah, it was terrible.
2: <laughs> it, was, it was still, like, entertainingly terrible. But it's but, but But not even that could be actually saying but actually how bad they really were. Oh, no. Think of the worst Peter-related puns you could squeeze into Velvet Underground songs. For 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> Yeah, but then, like, they they, they kind of slightly broke it up by having their manager come and give a really weird Nirvana tribute, which was like, what? Okay. But but the thing which made it even worse was the fact that half of them were paying pizza boxes. (laughs) (laughs) It was like one
0: of those things where it's like, okay. (laughs) Generally, quite awful. Oh. I want to just pick your brains on a band, right? Because this is a band that I think Bristol have forgotten existed, but they're probably yeah. my favourite band to come out of Bristol, and I'm hoping you remember them. But can you remember a band called Safety Word?
2: Yes, great band. Safety Word were great because Steve Garrison, their guitarist, um, I think he's still about doing stuff. I mean, like, I know yeah, so he also he joined uh, Zinedine Equi for quite for quite a while. But the Safety word were a fantastic band.
0: I was you chatting know, to um, Invader Records. I was chatting to um, Jeff at Invader, and I said they were my favorite. And he didn't even know who they were. And I was like, no, yeah. you, I'm sure you would have loved them if you'd have known yeah, them. Wouldn't have? <laughs> they
2: wouldn't they, they were like one of those brilliantly wonky kind of prog pop bands. Because it was, it was like properly interesting, but intricate pop prog music. Really? also with like pop, like kind of song structures. Yeah. I mean, they, so, they used to play... A lot of the stuff with, like, kind of, I guess, like, the Junction and that sort of thing. I mean, you know, so I used to see them a lot in that. I used to see them at the Crofts or the Louisiana. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah. They they paid um, for me, like, a dozen times. I put, I gave them so many gigs, I was obsessed
1: with them. Yeah.
2: you remember, It's like, especially when they do, like, wrap my home, wrap my home, at my home. It's also three-part harmonies as well.
1: Yes,
0: but like, like you say, that really intricacy, mathy element, like really early foals, like a guitar work, Yeah, they would sing about random stuff like the plague and like um, foot ovens and witches and stuff. Yeah. Re- really bizarre. So is there anybody you haven't seen live that you would like to?
2: Yeah, there's definitely, there's a the fan called the Uranium Club, who I really, really like, who are part of Static Shock Records. Yeah. And they've just released two or three really cracking records, but they don't really tend to tour the UK. Right. They might come over for like Static Fest and then head back sort of thing. But they don't um, tour. Yeah, they, but they've just released, you know, they've been like, like the Savvy Fab sort of thing. Oh, I love that
0: band so much. Same, same here. <laughs> they are the best post-punk band absolutely 100% without a shadow of a doubt you know they're playing Barcelona next year and I'm, yep, I'm seriously are you going yeah so I'm I've got I'm, I'm basically I'm going to take Chris TT down we're going to get a car and we're just going to drive down so if you want if you... should we get a bus do you want to come with us should we just get a bus oh
2: yeah. definitely I'll definitely get the bus I'll definitely get the the, the, the savvy, happy party bus
0: uh, we're, we're hiring a bus now John this is escalating <laughs>
2: It does yeah, sound very seen, quickly. <laughs> I've I've seen the Fab live and it was literally in my top two or three gigs of all time.
1: Me yeah, same here. Absolutely blew me away. Yeah. Can I just ask how you've been coping this year, particularly going through lockdown? Because obviously you can't you've got no gigs to go to, so what are you doing with mm. yourself? Are you watching stream uh, live streams or are you doing other things in your evenings? I've been
2: watching a lot of live streams. I mean I mean obviously like past week
1: or so i've been down
2: in my parents i'm in my parents flat at the moment but usually around about now i would be like searching out live streams to watch sort of thing and yeah that's, that's definitely helped to some extent but it has felt weird Like usually most tuesday nights i'd be watching like um the specialist subject live streams or like i'll be watching i'll be watching all sorts of things really one thing which I really miss out on is is everything around the gigs, not just so much you know the band's playing. Like this weekend I was watching some of the, some of the sets from Glastonbury on Years Gone By, mm-hmm. and which like on Sunday they had one of my all-time favourite headline slots, which was David Bowie.
3: Cool. And
2: I, I was there and I was in I was there in the audience for that, when I was seventeen years old. That's something special. Expect- so, that yeah, it, it was really special. I mean, like, I, I was, I was, I was having goosebumps even watching it on the TV. It was just like having, like, especially when he burst into playing like stuff like all the young dudes. I was literally, I could feel tears rolling out of my eyes, and like kind of, oh. yeah, I like, feel like, like you know, like, like kind of like, like a lump in my throat, kind of growing up, sort of thing, coming up in a throat. Wow, okay, this is really, really, really look kind of quite something.
0: Quite something.
2: Yeah, and that, that's the thing, is certainly like, it's like, how often do you see headliner, like, especially end up on his knees, something, at the end of the set? Almost like, kind of sobbing in tears, something, it's like, wow.
1: What an encyclopedic brain for
0: music. He, he's, he can do what I can't, and he remembers everything. Um, uh, I don't know how he does it because there is so much there. There is so much, and he he remembers everything. And he, he's really good with dates as well. He can tell you what years stuff happened. <laughs> so I'm immensely jealous on so many levels. Yeah. <laughs> so last Friday, I'm I'm in I'm in Chippenham. It's market day. The falafels are out, and the falafels are being cooked. And I love falafels. So I'm with these guys at Falafel and I get a ping on my phone. and it's, it's a friend of mine sending me a job saying, do you know anybody interested in this job? I've got a person exactly in mind for this. I ring up Sam. I say, Sam, so I rang Sam. I said, Sam, I've got this job. Would you be interested? So Sam very politely turned me down. But he de- then he told me that Jed Elliott, who, uh, we'll explain who he is in a second, that Jed Elliott is back in town and that maybe it'd be nice for us to meet up. So the moment I got off the phone from Sam, I was on the phone to Jed saying, hi Jed, you're back. Can we go for, can we go for a drink? I went for, for lunch with Jed. I had a lovely time chatting to him. It was abs- and I will explained to you who Jed is. Do you know who Jed Elliott is? Is this a name that's even really modern? No, we, we have
1: mentioned him on the podcast a few times before.
0: Excellent. The guy from The Struts guy from the struts he's the bassist for the struts so the story with Jed is that i i met him when he was like 11 or 12 when i was like 21 or whatever it was um and i, I was doing i was doing gigs and he was in a band um and they were like oh can we play for you and obviously of course you can they were pop punk bands and they were really ropey um proper just teenage kids being teenagers um and every band that they were in sam and jed and the various members i kept giving them their first gigs as their new band as they progressed and over the time they had they had some near near nearly success with getting signed and getting you know big and all the rest of it and eventually that all went by the wayside but jed got picked up by the struts management to go play bass in their bands, which he accepted and he become this internationally famous globe trotting musician who tours america japan australia europe uh, he, you know, he op- they open for the Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl is like loves the band. It's the best support band for the Foo Fighters, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and Jed has just grown from this this teenager who just wanted to perform, wanted to play live, to, be, to realizing that dream. And it's, I'm so proud of him. It's such an amazing thing to see. It's so exciting. I'm so excited for him. And he's back in Devises at the moment because he lives in America, and America have basically kicked out all their foreign nationals. <laughs> if, if you don't have a, a permanent visa. Home you go. So he had to come home.
1: So you have picked a, a song from the Struts, which I, I'm assuming this is their latest one called Strange Days. Yes, Strange Days. Which, which when I listened to it on the audio, I thought, God, this sound, This guy really sounds like Robbie Williams. And that was before I read the title that says featuring Robbie Williams. <laughs> Robbie, Williams. <laughs> Robbie Williams
0: is besotted with Luke from the Struts. He thinks he's Freddie Mercury reborn, like reincarnated. So... He's an absolute showman and Robbie really wanted to do the song with them. So they wrote a song, wrote Robbie a lyric or sent Robbie the song. Robbie sang his verses with it. And they did the song together and they did a shot of video together, which is really, really cool. Um, And I don't know if you watched it, but on ITV on Sunday, there was the um, Live Aid, the the football um, tournament where they get C-list celebrities to play football and they raise money for charity. Right at the end of that, the Struts got to play with a hologram
1: of Robbie Williams. (laughs) Wow. That, that is incredible, isn't it? No, I have not heard or seen that at all.
0: It's, it's the most bizarrest thing that this technology exists and, and things like this can happen. And it's just really weird for me to have that direct link to that part of the industry. You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's just, just it's, it's bizarre and amazing and wonderful. And I absolutely love Jed to bits. He's just a wonderful guy. we picked Strange Days. It's a song... Um, about strange days that we're living in. So technically it's a lockdown song.
3: When you stumble and fall, get yourself off the ground. Play your favourite song and sing it aloud. Take a deep breath and in time you'll begin to smile. Listen to the wind, it's the sweetest of sounds Smiling at the stranger on the underground Every little thing that you do Goes a long, long way But we don't talk about it But isn't it good to be down here alive Something money could never buy It's what mother. Strange days and many strange
1: don't forget if you do want to uh, get your track featured or, or want to get in touch with us, the best way of doing that is through email, which is sheer isolation at gmail.com. Uh, Kieran is keeping a keen eye on that inbox. We're getting some nice tracks coming into there every week. So we will be featuring those uh, over the coming months. So Kieran, that, that we will call that a wrap. So thank you for joining me uh, this week. Thank you for listening. Everybody as ever, we do appreciate your, I was going to say custom, not that you, uh, you, you pay for it, but your, your <laughs> commitment to listening to us and to supporting the local music scene
0: and we hope we've raised a few smiles today and had a little
1: chuckle and you've enjoyed the music that's what it's all about yeah, that is that is why we do it yeah for the music and for the giggles the giggles <laughs> and to keep me entertained because uh, otherwise i would be going completely loopy stir crazy <laughs> yeah me too and it gives you a chance to get away from your family so it works on both levels. oh yeah it's great <laughs> karen i will leave you be because i know there is a birthday party going on downstairs and i'm sure you are um, desired to be there
0: maybe i don't know <laughs> brilliant <laughs> cheers john mate all right cheers for that, mate. What doing, take care bub bye bye